You're listening to the Taku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And today's episode is a review on Ajin, Demi Human's second season. We're from the TakuSpirit.com website, and we go there for all of our anime, new and old. It's from anime fans, for anime fans. But yes, even though Netflix always puts us off kilter with releases, uh, Andrew decided to download Ajin season two because he's been wanting to re- watch it. Read it because I've been <laughs> the manga. Um, and uh, yeah, I was going to go review it last week, and then Chris is like, I I want to review that too. You don't want me to watch it? I'm like, yeah, if you could watch it within a week so I don't forget everything. Because <laughs> I always like to review things like freshly. That's like why we jump right into the seasons and reviews because right. everyone get them fresh. Um, but yeah, I just wasn't sure if Chris was... I knew he loved Sato. I just wasn't sure if he was all in on the, the brutality of things. It wasn't as brutal as last season. Truth be told. Uh, yeah, true. True. I can see that. Uh, but yeah, Ajin Demi-Human, uh, second season, uh, ran for 13 episodes, premiered in fall of 2016. Haha, <laughs> we're finally watching it. Uh, of course, was streamed on Netflix and re- going to get a re- later release from Sentai Filmworks because I believe they have the physical distribution rights. Uh, studio is Polygon Pictures, who does a lot of those CG-type anime series. Uh, the source is a manga by Gamon Sakurai. And the director on this one is Hiroyuki uh, Sashita who did the directorial work for uh, Nice Sidonia's, uh, well, assistant work on Nice Sidonia. Season two, he did this uh, main directorial work. Uh, also did Blame or Blamu and Godzilla Kaiju Wakusai. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, yeah, this one, of course, for those that don't know about the first season, I don't think there's really much spoiler-wise going into this one because uh, the way it's kind of laid out, I don't really think there's much for spoilers. Uh, but essentially, in the first season, we found out that 17 years prior to the time of that starting, uh, an immortal appeared in uh, the battlefields of Africa. They later call these people that are immortal demi-humans or Ajans. Uh And we kind of take place in Japan, where we follow Kane, a guy who gets hit by a bus and then wakes up and he's just fine. And everybody realizes that he's an Ajin because these are actually very rare uh, for people to come become these Ajans. But you don't find out until you die. And then once you die and you're still alive, people will capture you and the governments will take you and do experiments on you. And that's where it kind of opens up as Kay is running from, you know, the authorities who are trying to capture him because they want to experiment on him. And then on the side, you learn about this guy named Sato, who Sato is one of these Ajin, uh, but he doesn't like the establishment. He wants to go against these people that are, you know, using Ajins as test subjects. So he's rescuing them. And he takes interest in Kena Guy because he's, you know, he's being broadcast all the news that he's just re- recently discovered Ajin. He wants to find him and see if he's possibly somebody uh, that will join his little group of people that are trying to take down the government 
and make them uh, confess that they are experimenting on these Ajin. Because nobody actually knows that that's what happens to these Ajins. It's kind of kept secret. Um, but yeah, all the nations are pretty much all trying to fight to find more of these Ajins, either to use them for experiments or uh, for warmings, I guess. I don't think they've really ever pointed that out, but yeah. So in the first season, we have uh, Kanagai is running from basically uh, Tosaki and Izumi. And Tosaki is part of this uh, organization called the Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare. Part of this Ajin response division who tries to find and capture these Ajins. And um, so in the first season, you're pretty much having them kind of doing this little cat and mouse game. While at the same time, Sato is kind of testing Kanagai to see if he will join his ranks. In the second season, we see, and this is going to be slight spoilers for anybody that has not watched the original season. I don't think it's detrimental or anything, but uh, in the second season, we're kind of following Kanagai as he is uh, decides to join forces with Tosaki, who is part of this Ajin uh, response division, uh, join up with Tosaki and trying to stop Sato because he obviously sees it pretty much hints at the beginning. And this is something I've had a trouble with the manga for the longest time. It kind of just hints at the fact that uh, Kanagai doesn't like Sato because he is making it to where he can't have a peaceful life. Because towards the end of the first season, he is trying to live with this uh, elderly lady out in the middle of nowhere, and he still gets found. And he thinks it's Sato's fault, because Sato is making everybody hate Ajins. So he joins Tosaki to fight against uh, Sato. And on Sato's side, he has just recently decided to make this big list of, what was it, like 14 people? Something like that? Something like that. Of people that are involved with this this whole testing they're doing, the the Musashi Industries, these these medical companies that are trying to use that are testing, experimenting on these these Ajins. and so he's got this list and he's saying basically I'm going to kill off every single one of these until the government will admit that they're testing on Ajins and uh, give us our own uh, rights basically, and so um, and that's kind of the the gist of the second season is really. Kanagai working with Tosaki, they're really just training most of the time. At the same time, they're trying to figure out where these targets are because obviously nobody wants anybody to know where the targets are, so they don't disclose where they're at. Uh, so they're hiding away, and since they can't find out where they're at, they can't protect them. And then it goes towards the later parts where Sato kind of does his big, grand final stand, uh, if you want to call it that. Uh, but yeah. What's your initial thoughts on Ajin's second season? Is it is it was it as great as the first season? We we really enjoyed the first season, by the way. Yeah, really really cool. Loved the animation. Loved the uh, and for those who don't know, it's it's full CG as as Polygon Picture does. I think they've done a pretty good step up in the second season. A lot the characters' movements are a lot more fluent. I remember specifically the the scene where they go into the the there was a base and there was a bunch of soldiers running around and they looked like they were moving normally. So they, they, they're getting rid of a lot of that stiffness that comes with the CGI. And I also like that they have a lot more expressiveness to the characters. I think they're doing, they're getting closer and closer to blending that line that Andrew hates. And I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, there were a lot more, um, a lot more hand gestures I, I noticed very quickly. Um, I, I, I actually, the funny thing is, is I did see towards the very last episode, heads were popping. Popping? <laughs> And and now now the only thing I can think and I I mentioned this was the it looked like the frame rate had dropped but that's a that's a last episode they probably were on crunch time and had to get it out type thing so who knows it'll probably be fixed. Well, later. I think it's always had that kind of framiness to it. We talked about that in the CGI podcast was about this idea that they cut frames. So I think that's something that they just have in there. I'm not sure if it's uh, 
It could be a uh, cutting measure. I don't know. But the um, the the show as a whole, I did see a couple of scenes where it was like I I, I happened to look over at Andrew and I said, like, "Okay, now we're just showing off." I mean, they some of the stuff was just fantastic when it came to the 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 IBMs fighting each other or just in general the kind of battles and as, as they came came together. Um, but yeah, as far as whether or not I liked it more or less than the first season, I'm going to have to say I, I kind of liked it a little bit less. It just didn't feel like, it felt like they were trying to do this kind of cat and mouse game between Sato uh, and Nagai slash Tosaki, if you want to put them as a the force that is going against Sato. Uh, but it, it, it always felt like it was just, Sato just gotten to this point where he was just, you can't do anything to him because if you do, you take away the bat, the main bad guy, which he, to call him the main bad guy is in one respect, the kind of the misunderstanding what this world is. So it take that for what it is. It is, it is an interesting continuation of the story i did like a lot of the things but i do think that it didn't have the time to fully flesh out some of the things that it i think that it was really trying to do that really were cemented in the first season these kind of things didn't quite feel like they came to fruition as much as you were hoping I think I think for me it's kind of a mixed bag because the earlier parts of it was not really doing much. It was really just kind of Kanagai trying to figure out if he's going to help and how he's going to help with uh, Tosaki. Um, I think my the part that I love the most of this entire season it's probably one of the reasons why I, I would just take like this one arc and put it above pretty much the entire two seasons, and that's really Izumi and Tosaki because I think. And I, I don't know if I'll say this a lot with this this episode, but it, it's more of a thing of I, of course, am keeping up with the manga. And so there's I see a lot of the differences this season. It seemed like they were like, we're just going to do our own thing. And it's not really following it whatsoever. And the one thing that I really love they changed was that they're making me they they did so much better with Tosaki and they did so much better with Izumi because in the manga, they give Izumi a background, uh, a backstory it's just one chapter. It doesn't really affect anything else. It's just like, okay, suddenly we're going to talk about her backstory. But they kind of integrated her backstory and integrated her into an arc. And I love that arc. It was probably one of my favorite ones. It was where, out of nowhere, these in, uh, inspectors come in or these uh, investigators come in from the America. They're trying to find out what happened with this uh, the scientist. I don't know why I don't have him on my list. You do. He's my over list. There. Ogura. Oh, yeah. Ogura. They're trying to figure out what happened to Ogura, who is a an American scientist who came over briefly and then got captured by Tosaki. And they're trying to find out what happened to him. And it was just a really fantastic arc because it was showing Izumi's kind of resolve. And they even step on they even get into her resolve again towards the later parts. And I think that was probably one of my favorite aspects of the second season. Um they did pretty okay with Kena Guy. They they still have him being a jerk. And very selfish, but that's just his character. He's always been selfish, and he still remains selfish. And it wasn't really until he realizes something of his own is going to be lost that he finally decides that he wants to do something. And that's that's something that's prevalent with the, the, pretty much the entire story of Ajin, which still doesn't bother me too much. But it wasn't... What, what bothered me so much about the season was that 
the the awesomeness of Sato that we love with the first season was pretty much non-existent with this one. I mean, we had the they had this plane scene, they had uh, one assassination at a cabin, and then it's literally like I don't know the episode six or something like that until he finally does something again, and then the final battle. I was like, okay, finally at the very last part of this show, which I don't know if it, it started like what uh, episode nine was was my my towards the later part of eight. And then it goes into episode nine. It's, it's, it's one story beat, which is the one that you like. That was really fantastic. A uh, little uh, uh, altercation. And then like the final part, which I didn't think was all that fantastic either. I think I agree with Chris. I think episode nine was probably uh, the most stellar part of the entire thing because it yeah, shows that's Sato's not, that, craziness. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't d- dissuade what what he was saying, what Andrew was saying about his Izumi and Tosaki's little uh arc that that was a really phenomenal story i i i was almost in tears for izumi and and that entire thing involving her and her backstory but yeah to me episode nine was it it it, what was the episode that in in the first season that that i went holy crap this is awesome (laughs) it was probably when sato went in to get uh a guy and he's chopping off his arm and crap right (laughs) well that that particular episode was like episode four or something like that and this is episode nine so you have these two shining beacons of what ajin is to me and well yeah i think that's i think that's one of the downfalls of this season in particular is that it does have a lot of focus on the ibms and i think that's a lot of more the focus that it had versus the first season, it was a lot of focus on Ajin and what Ajin can do. And that's what I love about the manga and what I was loving about season one is that it does these really crazy things that if you could basically reset yourself by dying, what would you do? Right. And that season one was a lot of that. Sato was constantly doing that. And you're going, oh, my gosh, he just did that because he knows he can't die or they're capturing him. And he does it. it he has no fear because he doesn't die. And that wasn't really present in the second season. They didn't really play off that. Like I, I joke about it in my notes. It's like there's no chicken. Uh, there's no chicken scenario. The chicken scenario is probably one of the best parts of the manga, and they still have not done it. And I don't think they will unless they, they plan on doing something like a side story or something that fills in that gap. The the chicken thing is a prime example. He literally. I don't know if we should. I probably keep it after. Probably after later part. Okay, but there's just no. There's a chicken part, and if you read the manga, you'll know what I'm talking about. It is those things that says here is the mechanics and what you can do with it, and that's really fantastic. And they, I think, they only really touched on one cool aspect towards the later part, and it was really recalling what he told Takeda Guy in the first season. I'm going to cut off your head and watch you, your body grow a new head, so that you know that it's not you or something like that. So it's it's so funny. It's a terrifying thought. Mm-hmm. If I had immortality, that would be probably pretty terrible to see that because you would think that you're kind of being left behind, and that's that kind of thought process. But yeah, I I don't want to discount the the, the season at all. I still enjoy it. I think the animation is a huge t- uh, step up. I think it still plays off a lot of uh, thought processes, like uh, you know, giving these audiences their own uh, respect, uh, the fear of them, um, their own inner quarrels between each other. All those things are still kind of present. Uh, getting more into the mindset of Sato and revealing what his true intentions are is really, really cool. Uh, I enjoyed seeing uh, Kai present in this season, which, uh, if you've read the manga, he's pretty much non-existent, and he was non-existent in the first season, and he somehow suddenly makes appearance back in there, which was really, really cool. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's still a cool season, and I really still enjoyed it. Um, but it, it didn't really get good until probably the episode 9 and later parts, besides 
uh, Izumi's story, which I really, really loved. So, yeah, I guess it's like there's like four or five episodes that are kind of throwaway, and then it gets really, really good at that point. So I guess it's not as bad as I would make it out there for a second. So one of the one of the sad things that is kind of frustrating about this show is that it does lack the um, the narrative to kind of dig into kind of things involving what are Ajin, not necessarily what they are, but can I mean, they, it just sits there and it's right there on the surface of things that they could possibly dig into. And maybe that's something that ma- the, the the writer will dig into later. And, and I, I truly do hope that they do is can 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 there be a peaceful coexistence between these these so-called Ajin and and humans? And, and what what would that entail in in the future? Does that make sense? Well, I, I think they do, but it's more of an idea of in in this world, it's technically reality. It's it's okay. Governments are probably going to step in. They're going to do their own thing. They're going to think what what's going to make them benefit, and that's what they've done, and that's the world they're kind of living in. So the idea of coexistence really relies on the idea that can somebody get into power that would stop that? And then you have to rely on the idea that all governments would do the same thing at the same time, which, right. as we know, in the real world does not happen. So, I mean, it, it is very truthful in that idea. I mean, you have, no, especially I, I in the season, you're, you have constantly the Americans going, and that was present in the manga as well. The, the Americans are kind of sitting there going, we we need to find an excuse to get in there and, and steal these agents. They're all everybody wants their each other's agents. Right. It, it, it is an interesting. It, it, it's more along the line. I I agree with you. It it does feel like it's trying to maintain a level of reality in these these this this government trying to control these things, which they have no control over and that that's the thing. I think that is right there at the surface of. What what would in what would happen if we were to give these things civil rights? If we were to give them not necessarily Sato because Sato is a nutcase. I mean, <laughs> the the point is is what would I mean? Like uh, I guess that's kind of going into spoiler area. But what if they did actually con, uh, get that? Well, would that mean that okay they live for five hundred years in the future? What would happen at that point? Um, what if they did take over a country? What would happen then? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I also did appreciate kind of the narrative that you get from Ugura. You, we do kind of finally get in this season reveals of uh, what are the IBMs, how they how they exist with the Ajans themselves, how are they controlled, stuff like that are kind of hitting there. They do get a little bit into the coolness of the IBMs. Like I mentioned earlier, IBMs I think were probably more the focus in this one versus the Ajans who were in the first season. So that was really cool. Uh, then they use them in clever ways as well. So I, I guess, like I said earlier, I think the cleverness of the Ajin themselves in season one whereas the season two is more of the cleverness of the the ibms themselves because they're getting they're getting better with them and uh i just hope we get more i i know that uh i think that this would basically conclude all of the third movie and i think all i've really seen else is they have an ova they released a long time ago that was the it was a it was a past story that was in a manga short and i think uh the uh the only other one they have, I think they showed off a trailer of Sato's backstory. So that would be really, really cool. I would love to see that uh, that uh, particular one arrive over in the West. Hopefully Netflix will snag it up. Because <laughs> we can always use more Sato. That's a, that's always a, a good thing. But uh, I, I thought that it concluded well. They they ended up doing that something. Last, that, last, that last little bit was awesome. I, I, I think no matter how you put it. I think that whole last battle was really, really cool. Um, 
And I think it was it was really, really cool to see something happen that technically never happened in the manga. That was a really, really epic way of concluding it. So I'm 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 pretty much on board with the, the ending itself. Uh, so yeah. Um, I don't know if we'll see any more, but I hope we do. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I, I think it had a, a very slow start, like I said, but uh, it, in the end, it turned out to be cool. And like I said, I think that the directorial work, the camera work, if you want to call it that, uh, the action scenes, everything are still up top notch. And I, I really, I'm really, I'm really, I, I guess I've said it before, but I, I'm really respecting Polygon Pictures and what they're kind of pulling off with, with CGI animation. So if we can get more of this kind of stuff, I'm, it's kind of okay. It's not, not too much. <laughs> I don't want everybody jumping on board. Just stick with Polygon Pictures. What they do, it's, it's fine. Any final thoughts? No, I think we we pretty much covered it. Yeah, yeah, a bit more than we were expecting. Uh, I do want to hit on a couple of things with the with the spo- uh, spoiler segment. So if you want to hang around until after the the closing music, we can talk a little spoiler. It's going to be half uh, season two spoilers and half uh, how it correlates with the manga. Not anything manga related spoiler going forward, but. Just the manga itself. So. And Andrew's chicken thing. And the chicken thing, yeah. I want to I tell Chris the chicken thing. I was expecting it to be in the season, so I don't think it's going to be in the anime series. So now I get to tell Chris the chicken part. So, <laughs> anyways, we hope you guys enjoyed this review of Ajin, uh Demi Human second season. Again, you can find us at tacospirit.com. We hope you all enjoyed, and you all take care. Oos! Again, full-on spoilers for Ajin Demi Human's second season and how it correlates with the manga. So if you plan on reading the manga and you want to go in there completely fresh and you're afraid of hearing any, th- any of the differences, then this is the point which you would want to stop listening. But yeah, the chicken thing. That The chicken thing I love. I, I, I want to say the chicken thing was involving basically the same scenario. I, I was expecting it to be with uh, Hashiguchi's uh, scenario because that was in the manga. It was a heavily guarded facility and there was no way of getting in. And so, in the, of course, in the anime, they shoot a gigantic EMP, and then they, they, they like, do wires to get back into the building, right. all that kind of stuff. In the manga, Sato, <laughs> he cuts off uh, one of his, it was his hand, I think? He cut off his hand, and he deep fried it like chicken. Oh, gosh. And then he sent it to the building, 
And so it, it arrives there like, oh, somebody ordered chicken and they walk it in. And then it gets in there and his the rest of it, of course, what happens is the, the biggest part of their body that remains is what it grows from. Right. So what does he have to do with the rest of his body? He jumps into a, uh, a what do you call it? It's a, was it a timber shredder or something like that? He just, he goes in and this oh, guy's standing there. Oh, no. <laughs> this guy's standing there work, throwing timber into this shredder. And then all of a sudden Sato walks up and he's like, are you okay? And he just jumps into the shredder and it shreds him into, you know, oh, microscopic God. pieces. And so back at the building, it regenerates. That from is so Sato. <laughs> and that's it. And that's like I said, that that's the crazy uses of the Ajin that intrigues me to keep reading the manga. And so, like I said, I was I was totally and of course Yeah, this, that would have been I would have probably said this would be more gory if we had done that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but they end up doing a. They did a plane part, and I was I was afraid because I remember in the first season I was mentioning the fact they did the plane the plane thing, but of course in the manga he drove the plane into the building, and we were thinking that was probably canceled because of the whole nine eleven thing, or they didn't do it in the animated version because of nine eleven, but uh, they he got on the plane. I was like, oh crap, they're actually gonna do it, but no, they didn't. They didn't do that. It was just killing them on the plane, so that didn't that didn't happen as well. No, the interesting differences. Um, I I got I always get a kick out of checking out the differences between the two of them. Uh, one thing I noted to Chris was that in the manga, Sato doesn't have you know tons of Ajans walking in the door. He literally just has that team of Tanaka, Masumi, uh, Gin, and and uh, Takahashi. In the animated series, for some reason, they're just like getting tons and tons of people showing up. Uh, I in- was interested to see that they actually hinted on the idea that Kena guy has been an Ajahn for a long time. I don't know if you remember if you caught that. Yes, I did. He kind it of was kind of a hint. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Ogura says something like, uh, "You're really good at your your uh, you know, IBMs." I believe he was referencing. Yeah, that. your and IBM you, has you sh- a lot of black stuff. So you, you've probably been it for a long time, and it's like, uh, no, I just re- recently died. The manga only recently got into that, so I was actually really surprised to see that we're kind of pointing that out. Which is, which I guess is the the thing is with this. I believe they knew from the manga mangaka that they were going to get to a point where he was going to take over base because right now in the manga they're finally at a base, so they might be doing a similar thing. Sato hasn't even claimed that he is going to try to take over uh, Japan. That's completely anime original, unless they again they brought it from what's coming up in the manga. So I thought that was really interesting as well. Uh, technically, in the manga, he's still, you know, taking out the list. So that's that's the interesting thing there. Uh, the American Investigators was never in the manga. So their arrival and the conflict with Izumi between her and that other Ajin was not in the manga. Um, just the Americans stepping in, which, again, might be something coming up, uh, is not there as well. So they've only really been sitting there going, we really need to find a reason to get in here and still Sato and stuff. Uh, Izumi's backstory was shorter in the anime. Uh, as I was telling Chris in the manga, if I remember correctly, uh, she was trying to gain money to get away from her house because of her stepfather. And at some point, the stepfather uses all of her money that she's been, you know, raising for a long time. And that's why she commits suicide in the anime. It just, it just shows up and she's dead in the bathroom, which technically she was committing suicide in that part. So that was an interesting change as well. That was a that was a really screwed up story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the rest of it played out. It, the same. Even it, and and that all that all that you you 
saying that he, the 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 fact that he stole all of her money just kind of like compounded it even more. It was like, okay, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah, and of course, then after that, she starts uh, selling her body, and that's when she gets really sick and is about to die. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, they did. So she started selling herself afterwards. Yeah, that's what she was doing. I just knew that she was sick on the side of the road. I didn't know she was selling herself. Yeah, she was. She was at the like a red light district looking area, and she was uh, getting money from some guy. She was selling her body. Ugh, poor baby. I think that's. I think that's pretty much it for the big. Oh yeah, and also Kai. <laughs> like I mentioned, in the very much in the review, uh, Kai is yet to ever show up. Uh, they did show in the manga. They do have the scenario where he meets Takahashi in the uh, or Takashi in the prison. And then Takashi says, basically, whenever you want to leave, just let me know. That was a chapter and present in the manga, but his arrival, his leaving the prison has not yet happened in the manga. So that's another interesting thing there. Uh, okay, to be clear, Kai is not in the prison, or it just hasn't shown Kai. It just shows Takashi talking to somebody in, in, in the manga. All we've got of Kai was, of course, the beginning parts where he's trying to help Kanagai, and then he gets taken to prison in the manga. Then they have one short chapter where Kai and Takashi are in the prison together, and it does that okay. whole scenario. So everything there happened in the manga. It just, that was it. That's all that's been in the manga. Him showing up with Takashi and helping Kanagai, saving uh, his sister, not there. Uh, in the manga also, the whole thing with uh, revealing that Kanagai might be an Ajahn longer is, I believe, hinted at with a with a flashback, I believe, or it was a side story kind of thing. Um and I really, I enjoyed in the manga, of course, if you want to look for things that are good about the manga that's different, uh, they do a lot better in kind of explaining Kanagai as his mother is explaining it to uh, his sister, which was really, really cool little little tidbit. I think I need to refine that to show it to Chris. I thought it was a really cool segment. Because I know Chris probably is as frustrated as everybody else with, with Kanagai's <laughs> attitude and everything. Oh. But I, enjo- I enjoyed his, his little... Uh, encounter with with Takashi and and Kai I thought that was a really cool little segment it did well in kind of proving why he would care at all to even go back to fight Sato especially him having a military base with a bunch of Hanshians and and poisonous gas I, I I don't know do you think nerve gas would would disable him long enough that it would disperse that they can get in there and, and take Sato no if they have if they have gas masks it doesn't matter so just gas it and go down there and has he's dying over and over again, snag him up. Pretty much. I guess, yeah, I guess that would work. If they, if they can find him down there. But I think he knew that was coming. That's why he kind of planted all the bombs, even though he ended up having to use him to get out from being buried alive. Uh, so you think that he actually implanted a bomb, bomb in his body? Yes. That's, that's, that's the only thing that kind of bothers me, because he technically got the crap beat out of him by, which was cool, the flood. Again, not present in the manga. Uh, Kanagai has not done a flood in the manga. He, uh, it only showed a past case, which Izumi pretty much mentions. I forget exactly what they called it. Uh, but there, there was a past case where there was a flood. I, I think they mentioned the first season, actually. Right. Um, there was a f- side story that, again, is the part of that OVA that, uh, shows the flood, which was really, really cool that, uh, they had Kanagai do it. Because I love hearing them all saying random lines and yeah. stuff. 
That was such an epic scene. I'm sorry. I mean, between episode nine, episode and nine, then he, and then he got the same thing happened to him that Kate, he was telling he was going to do the Kate and a guy. He got his head locked off. Yes, and he that had to was watch awesome. Right? I was like, it was just yes. irony. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was it was such a cool thing because I'm sitting there going through my head at randomly, other than dang, this is so cool. And right after that, it was his head pops off. Well, that was a surprise, and then I was like. Oh, cool. Are we going to see what, what, what actually happens here? I mean, is Sato changed? Does he rent? And, and then he gets shot from the top. I was like, dadgummit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he wasn't changed. He said something like, all right, let's do this or something like that. Yep. So he was, he was going right back to what he was doing. But no, him, him getting slashed up by all those things and then having, uh, like all those bullets rain down on him and somehow that bomb does not get hit that entire time. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it works. It, it, it's fine. It's Sato. Of course, it works. I was. I, it was funny because he's I, got to get out. <laughs> I had a. I rewatched episode nine through thirteen with Chris, and so it got to the part where he was talking to Tanaka, and he said something like, uh, "The best part is a second playthrough." And I'm like, I wonder if Chris will put the pieces together on that idea. <laughs> Basically, he knows he's gonna fail, and it's all about the second playthrough, mm-hmm. or he possibly could fail. Um, that's the thing that I was also mentioning with Chris. I was, it was, it was odd that they chose to have Masa, uh, Masumi and Jin and and Taka, Takahashi, which is the other three Asians besides Tanaka that are with Sato, had them leave and Tanaka stayed behind because in the manga at this point the only person that has shown any sign that he's going to double cross Sato has been Tanaka, and it was present with one of the was that overly defense building that I was talking about with the chicken thing. Uh, they went in there and when they were killing somebody and there was an assistant there and Tanaka spared her life, I believe, if it was correctly. And it was at the point where it kind of starts showing that he doesn't like doing what he's doing. So it was like, wow, the only character that I could see double crossing, they decided to have go the other way around. Because the entire time I'm thinking, Masumi seems like he's like really kind of oddly loyal to Sato. So I was expecting him to kind of double cross the team at some point as he was helping uh tosaki but yeah he didn't like it as much as the other some so yeah tanaka is he was the only one that i went well i he he's he's the only one that is quote unquote has his brain broke because he he went through some really bad crap so it didn't surprise me that he he would, uh, but when he went up against, when he went against Sato that first time, I was kind of figuring he was gone. And then the whole group leaves and then he stays. So it was like, okay, so is he going to double cross Sato when, when everybody comes to attack? I, player two, open. I, I, yeah, I started <laughs> losing track of what Tanaka, but then I went, well, he's crazy anyway. So we'll just go with it. Player two open like that. I just that that's that's those Sato moments that I love. It's like he just turns the gun like split second. Oh yeah, that was pretty and he epic. goes player two open. <laughs> like that's so Sato. He's so crazy. Uh, and just having him like go berserk when Kana guy showed up was hilarious. Did I tell you I hate when people uh, mess up my plans or something like that? He's like, R- I asked you a question. <laughs> well, the thing, the set, yeah, he he went nuts. That was great, and they did that so well. He he actually came off as. Um, it, impressive in his anger. It was like, wow, you pulled that off with this show. And and, and I, I don't know how to describe it. it. You can catch in an anime when when a character is upset. In but CG hasn't quite grabbed that. And but they he pulled off this impressive, um, uh, character who is imposing. And 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 that was like, 
wow, cool. I'd, this... I'd, be, I'd be scared crapless if I was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But But one of the things that I love about it is, is that he's never kind of... He always wants these characters that are the 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 bad guy or his his opponent per se the the and and he and he plays off of this I'm I'm in in a video game or something like that and he never catches that Kane the guy is the bad the the big boss <laughs> it's like no he's the guy who's getting in my oh, way that's <laughs> not the big boss he's a he's a mini boss video thing that keeps disappearing before you kill him and then it shows up <laughs> later on he's that that mini boss. Uh, I enjoyed. I, I loved again more easy me. I enjoyed the the final parts with her and and Tosaki. I love how she kind of tells her, okay, here's where the papers are. You're dismissed, and she's like, oh, so I can do whatever I want now. Okay, well, I'm not following your orders no more. I'm gonna I'm gonna protect you. I'm like, oh, I love Izumi. I feel so bad when she got in trouble by Tosaki for for not giving them the the, the target's location and instead saving him. Like she's she's so nice. She was saving. Well, you. no, to, come on. That, that that last scene with that whole thing was pretty awesome. When he he went, why you're just doing your job? Don't apologize. It was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love. I think I think Inzumi is just a just a shining beacon in the entire show, and I, I think a testimony to the animation too. I even even the moe aspects in in like uh, uh, Kay's sister. She's she's so moe. She's like CG moe personified. She's so cute. And again, I, I love that. I love that animation. Like that, her whole uh, encounter with Kay in the hospital, even though it's like that whole thing of like, really, these people are going after some random girl that's a sister of an Ajin right now, and Sato's at some base blowing up things with gas bombs. Really, I don't know. People are stupid. They've they've rioted for stupider reasons. <laughs> but just her her kind of pulling away from him and being afraid of him, like the animation just is really top notch. Like I mentioned earlier, the. The soldiers are kind of running through the ba- the the base and stuff look really really cool. So, anything else? I think I've, I think I've hit on everything. <laughs> yeah, we pretty much went over the show twice or three times now. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me look at my notes. I think I got everything. Yeah, I think I got everything. Oh yeah, and, and Americans are evil. They're, that that too. That that's well, that's important to know. We all know that they're they're always evil. Just gas the place. Forget about the citizens. Get the get. Get us that that uh, the Sato guy. Just gas them all. Who cares about the citizens? Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this spoiler talk and and semi and semi manga talk as Andrew will continue reading the manga that he enjoys. So that guy that guy is a gun nut. I, I've been following his Twitter and he just he's like he plays he shows like little streams of him playing like Call of Duty and stuff and he just posts pictures of weapons and stuff all the time. So he's a he's a military nut. So now we know where he got the idea for Ajin. <laughs> where he got the idea of Sato. So as soon as the director or the the, the mangaka becomes an Ajin, we know we're all dead. Hope you guys enjoyed, and y'all take care. Os. Yeah.